2 Samuel 11 Commentary www.lovingscripture.com David commits adultery with Bathsheba. It is an easy pick for a title. This is one of the few times when simplicity serves you less. The downfall of David, this would be a more appropriate title. We shall see trouble after trouble for David after this chapter. But the thing David had done displeased the Lord. Verse 27. It's not exactly what the Lord said about Saul but the words are still intense. The full extent of what happens here is only appreciated after one goes through the rest of the chapters in this book. David has hit rock bottom. And he knows it. Uriah is a faithful soldier. He is listed as one of the top-ranking officers. We all admire his professionalism and dedication to duty. On the other hand, is Python David wetting his victim before swallowing him? We feel for our hero David who is behaving like a professional sinner. We feel for the innocent Uriah. We also feel for the poor woman who loses her husband. It is sickening. But David wasn't done yet. After the time of mourning was over, David brought Bathsheba to the palace. Maybe that was the next best thing he could have done after making Bathsheba a widow. Regardless, the Lord is not pleased. This statement actually closes the chapter while at the same time opening a series of troubles for David. In the genealogy that Matthew gives us, five women are mentioned by name, Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, Bathsheba, and Mary. This is very strange. Not even the matriarch Sarah or Rebekah have been mentioned by name. We read about Tamar in Genesis. We read about Rahab in Joshua. We read about Ruth in the book that bears her name. Now we have met Bathsheba. There should be something important about these select individuals. God permitting, we shall read about Mary in the Gospels. Out of this adulterous relationship and subsequent scandalous marriage, a son would be born. He was named Solomon. Several generations would pass before a more famous son would be born in the same line. He was named Jesus. This is what the Lord Jesus is saying in the Gospel of Matthew, Behold my mother, Bathsheba. He purifies people from their sins, and both he and those who are made pure all have the same father. That is why Jesus is not ashamed to call them his family. Hebrews 2 verse 11. Good News Translation. That is exactly the point. Bathsheba is family. A saint who sits down to reflect on the Lord's forgiveness knows exactly what it means to be a Bathsheba or a David. Who wouldn't want to be addressed as family by the Lord Jesus? Tomorrow the prophet Nathan will rebuke David and we shall look at his reaction. But for now, we can sit back and think about David's multiple sins. It all starts with lust. Once he hosted one, all the other cousins came in. Physical adultery was simply the physical manifestation of what had already happened. Deceit, manipulation, and murder and then pretense and arrogance, all manifest very quickly. David had no idea what had hit him. One sin is allowed to take the throne in a man's life, what happens after is not up to a man. The new ruler decides. Looking at the crown king, you easily understand that the dominion that the Lord mentions in Genesis 3 verse 28 has nothing to do with political thrones and state governance. It is the inner loss of authority and right to define one's destiny based on the original design by the Creator God. The Scripture wants us to understand and appreciate the deeper problem within and not without. The salvation that the saint enjoys has this basic truth about it, dominion is restored but it is never political dominion, otherwise, a David sitting on the throne with all the political power and authority would be the most saved man in the nation. More resources visit http://www.lovingscripture.com